Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Oh, gosh. Talk about just faffing around, Kevin. <laughs> see, I push the go button and then I just look at Sarah to wait and see whether who'll break first, basically. Who'll make the first noise and utterance <laughs> on, the, uh, on the episode. And I have the patience of a saint, it has to be said. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Food Bites with Saint Sarah Patterson. <laughs> My name's uh, lowly rung Kevin Hillier. Lovely to be here. <laughs> You know what? When I was a kid, I I wanted to be a Catholic and go to the local Catholic school so I could get a confirmation name. I wanted to be Saint Cecilia. That would that would have been my chosen name. As in the Paul Simon and Garfunkel oh, no, song. Just Cecilia. really, just yeah. really liked, just really liked Cecilia. And uh, and a friend of mine organised for it to be so. And uh, her mother made me a beautiful plaque. Oh, there you go. In honour of Cecilia. So is that the one up in our. That is. On, on that's the... exactly right, Kevin. Oh, Thank you, okay. Maria, and her lovely mum. Do a photo of that and put it on Facebook. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome to Food Bites uh, with Sarah Patterson. Well, thanks to our very good friends at Cheeselinks. Cheeselinks.com.au. That's the website. That's yeah. where you go. And we're in the run-up to Christmas, so get yourself sorted with some cheese-making equipment. Terrific if you want to learn how to make cheese in your own kitchen. There are so many varieties and uh, levels of expertise. But if um, you want to just sort somebody out for Christmas, maybe a gift voucher is the way to go. I was reading about our guest, and our guest is uh, Annalise Gregory, who was uh, on the new SBS show, which started uh, when we're recording this. There's only been one episode gone to air, but it's on SBS On Demand, so you can watch yep. them as they come along. Uh, a Girl's Guide to Hunting, Fishing and Wild Cooking. And I was reading about it last weekend. She spent last weekend, she went to a friend's place where she is in Tasmania, not a place with very good uh, telephone and uh, internet reception, um, uh, and they spent the whole day uh, drinking wine and making cheese. Oh, can you think of anything there better than that? There you go. Especially in Tassie. Keep now, yourself warm. I want to point out with uh, with the interview we've done with uh, with Annalise, um, it is a, a very dodgy uh, internet connection. So we tried mm. it on Zoom and uh, and we've uh, we've uh, patched it together as as good as we possibly can. But it is a little dodgy at times. But for the most part, I think you'll enjoy. Yeah, it. well, she is right down at the bottom of the globe, isn't she? Yes, oh, exactly. The southernmost point of Tasmania. She's gone from the uh, from the ritzy uh, you know Michelin uh, restaurants of, uh, yes. of London and France to uh, to this paradise that she just loves. And when you see the uh, the episodes, and you see the beautiful part of the country she lives yeah, in. Yeah, quite beautiful. You'll understand She's why. right into it. You know, spearfishing, yeah. making yeah. beautiful oh. wallaby pies. I can't wait to to hear about. Um, you know how what? She, <laughs> how she gets going? And I say this in the nicest possible way. No one looks good in galoshes. You know those big waiter things that people. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. They go, oh. <laughs> sorry, no one looks good in them. They're the Teletubby suits for people who go on the water. That's right. There used to be a commercial. I think it was for Ocean Spray uh, cranberries, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And he was. In one of those, <laughs> yeah. no one. No matter what the lighting is, uh, no one comes up in those things. Now, I, what, I, no, but if anyone's going to rock them, Annalise will. Absolutely. Now, before we get to Annalise, I wanted to bring up a subject uh, just uh, at mm-hmm. the start. We've got our our uh, food poll at the end, but at the start, uh, we went for the first time in I can't remember how long. To be honest, we went to a restaurant on the weekend. Yes, we did. And, what a concept! And the dining experience 
was bloody terrific. Oh, I loved it. And I think both of us felt a little bit sort of funny socially because I guess because we've been locked down for so long, you kind of lose the art of knowing how to uh, socialise. We had the best experience at the Geelong Hotel. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not here just to give them a plug. No, and we're no, not, not at all. You know, there's, the, <laughs> there's nothing going on with us. All, but they were absolutely brilliant from uh, go to woe. And and uh, in the other podcasts I've done with with Brian Mannix and some people who who you know who perform in front of audiences, audiences are are craving being entertained again. Mm. I reckon uh, hospitality staff are craving having people <laughs> yes. to serve again yes. because the service was magnificent and it was it was not under duress. It was not because I have to do it. It was because actually, you know what. I'm loving being back doing this. The overwhelming feeling I got was that nothing was too much trouble yep. for them, and they also had, they had great, you know, smiles um, yep. on their faces. So, which well you couldn't done. see behind the masks. But you could see their, their <laughs> you eyes. You see their smiling. eyes crinkle their back. Eyes were yeah, smiling. we'll get to the point where we won't have masks inside at some stage. Mm. But I just want to say, uh, if you haven't done it for a long time, like we had, now go out, go out to a go restaurant, out. go out to a pub or something, and, and be romantic and enjoy. Reach uh, across the table, take your partner's hand, you don't like have to I did go for into Kevin. That stuff. We and look into did, their eyes. There was some parts and say, of it. who are you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm on this table, Sarah. Sarah, I'm over here. Stop holding that bloke's hand. Uh, anyway, let's... Let's get, can't take her anywhere, seriously. Mm. Let's get to our guest for this week from uh, the new TV show, Girl's Guide to Hunting, Fishing and Wild Cooking on SBS. Let's meet... Annalise Gregory. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. Thanks for doing this. We're, 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 I mean, we're on Zoom so we can see you. You're obviously <laughs> in your car. You parked on top of a hill or something. <laughs> yeah, I am. Sorry, I'm just, uh, today I'm prepping for an event tomorrow, so I'm just running around all day picking up food and doing stuff, unfortunately. <laughs> That's all right. We've got you that loud and clear now, so, yeah. Hey, the, uh, the show's very exciting and different. Thank you. <laughs> it's quite the adventure you've got yourself on, and I guess you're in the relatively early stages. How are things going so far? Uh, good. To be honest, everything's great at the moment. I mean, you know, it's nice that, Borders are opening up to Tassie on the 15th of December, so it feels like everything's kind of getting back on track again. Relocating to Tasmania, uh, tell us tell us about uh, your love affair uh, that clearly now is blossoming uh, in Tassie. I suppose it started when I was working at Key in Sydney with Peter Gilmore. We got a lot of produce from Tasmania, like things from all over Australia, but then from Tassie would get like black uh, like southern rock lobsters, um, like pink-eyed potatoes, all kinds of things. So I kind of conceived of Tasmania as like this magical island with like all of this super pristine produce. And then it became the place that I would go to just when I was like a bit run down or tired or stressed for a weekend away. And um, and now I'm here full time. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've read that you're not you're not a big <laughs> fan of uh, of cold weather, and, and Tassie isn't exactly what you would call a tropical climate, even in its sunniest moments. <laughs> Oh, no. I joke about it a lot that I live in the tropical Huron. Um, we've just had the wettest spring in 50 years and um, an insanely cold winter. Um, it was still snowing last week where everyone was calling it Snowvember. Um, that's definitely something that I have to just like kind of grin and bear. You know, there's always better parts and parts that you don't like as much about living somewhere or doing anything, I suppose. So far, apart from the weather, what are some of the biggest challenges you've encountered? Um, oh, I mean, just 
like all the things that you get from moving from the city to the country, um, you know, in the beginning, even like I didn't have any clothes that we used to now all I wear is like blundstones. Um, <laughs> uh, like the, definitely the weather, the cold, um, or oh, what else? Um, I don't know. Sorry. It's, it's a really nice day today. So I'm struggling to think of anything bad. <laughs> I'm in a really good spot at the moment. Yeah. I, lo- I, I love the fact that your culinary journey has been uh, inspired by the Chinese matriarchs who've been in your life. Can you explain the influence that they've had on you and, uh, and in your cooking? Definitely. I mean, I grew up with uh, Chinese food at home, like Cantonese food. And then for a long time, like, you know, that became my comfort food as it does, you know, when it's the things that you grow up with. Um, But I didn't really associate that with like what I did for a living. Like, you know, often in London and Paris, I was always cooking French food. And so, you know, like food I cooked at work was a completely separate thing to like what I would eat at home or on the weekends. And um more recently, those things have become more closely linked and more intricate, which has been really great. For a long time, I kind of wanted to bring all the different um, influences I'd had throughout my career closer together that didn't know how to, but it's just happened naturally as time has gone on. <laughs> I mean, you're growing up in uh, with the backdrop of Auckland and you're being schooled in Chinese uh, cooking uh, techniques. Yeah, and it, it wasn't. It wasn't cool then to be the kid at school with, you know, like dried plum flakes in your lunchbox and, you know, like our country smelled like dried scallops and stuff like this. Like that wasn't you wanted like white bread sandwiches and to be like everyone else. But as I've grown up, I've come to appreciate it. And then you throw your mum's influence in, which was which was Dutch cooking. Uh, yeah, it was a really strange mix of like, stroop waffles, salted licorice and stir fries that I grew <laughs> up on. Like very, very odd culinary influences. Can I ask what a Stroop waffle is? I saw that, I've, and I've, I've, I'm not say that I've ever heard of it before in my life. What is it? I know what it is. <laughs> oh, it's like a, a packaged biscuits that's like two really thin kind of waffle-type wafers and uh, with caramel in the centre. They're amazing. They're great. Yes, our producer is Dutch, and he gets Stroop waffles oh. from uh, Aldi. Apparently, Aldi does some good Stroop waffles. <laughs> I love the story, Annalise, of um, your grandmother, one of your grandmothers, who the way that she uh, she tested melons at the market. For people not aware of that, can you take us through what she used to do? So my grandmother, she had this really long pinky fingernail and she used to gouge out a circular hole from winter melons in the market to test uh, what the colour was like inside them. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a very unique way of doing it. And um, I know I don't think it would fly today, but, you know, it was a time and a place and they were unique characters. <laughs> Has um, the, the experiences from your childhood, Annalise, um, and, and everything these ladies have taught you, has that stood you in good stead for what you're doing now? Um, my grandmother and my great aunties, like they were very intrepid. Like, you know, they traveled on boats from China. They would travel around the world on their own. And like for women in that period, that probably wasn't that um, that common, especially amongst the Chinese community. They were just really strong role models and that, you know, they would travel the world like solo, um, you know, they would go to Africa and go on safaris. They would go back to China and, you know, eat, write, cook and really live life. So I suppose that was a really good, um, I know, formative experience for me, like like teach you that, that you can do all of that too and that there are no barriers to what you want to do in life. A Girl's Guide to Hunting, Fishing and Wild Cooking. Well, they've set you up beautifully for that because the, the episode that uh, that we've seen so far has you spearfishing 
uh, for flounder. It has your cooking wallaby pies. It has you doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things. So obviously, it, 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 it is a great adventure. It, it looks like fun, but it, it a little bit of danger involved in some of it. Yes, I suppose so. Um, I don't tend to really think about that when I'm doing things. I don't really think about how dangerous or not dangerous. I just go and do them. I mean, you know, it could be stupidity um, or it could just be a sense of adventure. I'm not really sure which one it is. <laughs> do, do you miss the Michelin star life, Annalise? Um Occasionally I do, especially, you know, when I watch things like Chef's Table or read, you know, certain cookbooks and stuff like that. But, um, like, I could only do it for a certain length of time. I mean, it's just, it's so incredibly taxing on your mind and your body, like doing the 16-hour days and all of that. So um, you kind of have to grow up and then, you know, make a choice about, like, whether that's your future and you're going to throw everything into it or just about like what you want and how you want your life to be. And so this is what I've decided I want my life to be like, so it's what I'm following. Have Wetsuit Will Travel, was that ever a, uh, a thought for the top name of the, the show? Because that's pretty much what you are these days, isn't it? Uh, pretty much. Um, <laughs> so much. During COVID, I'm not sure the wetsuit will quite fit in anymore, <laughs> but it is summer, nearly summer again, so... Um, at the moment in my car, I have knives, tomato seedlings, um, like all, literally all kinds of things, a fly fishing rod. Um, so I travel with lots of stuff because you never know when the opportunity is going to present itself to do something fun. So you're either doing a uh, television show called A Girl's Guide to Hunting, Fishing and Wild Cooking or you're a serial killer, one of the two. <laughs> something like Hey, Annalise, the show looks like great fun. It looks like it's going to be an adventure that we're really going to enjoy following as you, as you build the house and uh, and get to know all the people around uh, your area that are coming in and out of your house as well. So looking forward to watching that over the, uh, the coming weeks and months. Great. Thank you. It's been a long project and I'm glad that it's finally here. Sensational. Thanks so Thank much you. for your time. Thank you. Bye. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. And now I did say it was a fairly dodgy uh, connection, but you know, we made the most of it. I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. It's a good show. I've watched it. It is a really good show. Oh, it's fantastic. I've got to say, it's got a little touch of the, um, our mate. Uh, yeah, River Cottage. Yes, it's got a bit of that because she's rebuilding the house and she's meeting the people that live around mm. her and they're doing things together in a kind of yeah. community, kind of communal. Yeah, and it's all thing. about getting immersed in your local community because then you can barter and yeah. then you uh, help each other out. That's what it's all about. No, it's a, it's a lovely little show and I'm sure it's going to grow on me more and more as, uh, as the episodes go on. I've only watched the one so far, uh, but uh, looking forward to more. A Girl's Guide to Hunting, Fishing and Wild Cooking on SBS. Yes, it'll grow on you, a bit like I grow on you, Kevin. Sarah, over on this table. Okay. <laughs> so we'll go to our Friday food poll, shall we? Shall. Yes, stuffed mushrooms. I know you love them. I adore them. You like the ones I make. I put yes, feta, I sun-dried tomato, fresh basil. Basil. Uh, and, you know, crispy breadcrumbs in there too. Yeah, yep. I a love them. They're love a bit them. of all right, aren't they? Now, I have to say, I also I love mushrooms. Mm. And I don't. I love mushrooms just as mushrooms. I can have a steak with just mushrooms. Mm. And that, that to me, is good. A lot of people don't like the texture of mushrooms. Mm. They don't like the um, the way they feel in your mouth when you eat them. They have a meaty, a meaty texture, can, which is yeah. why they substitute so well if you're a steak person. You can, you know, have a, uh, a mushroom, like a mushroom schnitzel oh, or a stuffed mushroom. They, I, but they go so well with schnitzels and yeah. all those sorts of things. Yeah. Anyway. 
Oh, Here we go. Yes. Sue Hosking, let's start the ball rolling with Sue. They look yum, so I will say yay. Caroline Rigby says they can get well and truly stuffed. <laughs> That's very good, Caroline. It is. <laughs> Silvana says it's a yes for me. Kathy Vicious says yay. Peter, big yay in caps. Uh, Lee Michael Harrison says a big yes, big improvement on the yucky canned oh. mushrooms when I was a kid. Now, they'll come up later <gasps> on if you know like what I mean. they call like the champignons, those little baby ones? Ooh, anemic looking things they, they were. They funny, they did. Yeah, well, they were in a funny sort of brine. My mother used, my mother, <laughs> my mother bought them and they smelled <laughs> funny. Okay. Uh, Hardy Stevens, actually very yay. Terry Daniels said, I'll be polite. No, thank you. Leonie Kay says, it's a yes from me. Rebecca Kane says, hell yes. Charlene, nay from me. Glenn Rodder says, a big nay from me, Paddo. Dickie Rock. (laughs) Soft Twitter. A hard no, Sarah. Old Crokey, who's actually very witty and has started uh, contributing on a, a regular mm. basis from Twitter, says, with the greatest respect, <laughs> anyone offering those can themselves get stuffed. <laughs> Jane Barnes, that's a nay from me. Darren Purchase says, nope. Anne Peacock says, oh, she goes one step further, mm. says, disgusting. Whereas Wayne writes, mushrooms are something I've acquired a taste for in later life. Mm. My childhood was blighted. By the culinary tragedy, or travesty, I should say, well, probably both, of tinned mushrooms Ooh, on toast. There they are again. Oh, Wayno, I'm with you. Ugh. I don't know why my parents thought that was good for breakfast. Uh, those rancid grey strips of flaccid fungus. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't they put that on the that can? That actually sounds like a good name for a band. If they put that on the can, we would have known what we are expecting, and that is no, well, a very good name for a band. sold many. We welcome Bang! <laughs> Those rancid grey strips of flaccid fungus <laughs> um, in their gloopy, slimy, brown sludge yeah. gave me a nervous tick that I, I've never been able to banish. I remember those. They were sliced mushrooms in butter sauce oh, in the can. Ugh. I'm having trouble getting through this. <laughs> for years, You're I'd gonna ra- gag. For years, I'd rather eat my own earwax <laughs> than a mushroom, and I avoided them like a dolphin avoids a Japanese fishing boat. <laughs> oh, how wrong was I? Fresh mushrooms are a complete joy and are much more than just a nice house for fairies. <laughs> and yeah. stuffed mushrooms are even better. Yeah. Bacon, cheese, worsty sauce, my favourite filling, says Wayne. But the combinations are only limited by your imagination. If you think you don't like mushrooms still, do yourself a favour and give one of these cups of awesomeness. <laughs> stuffed with your favourite things, a bit of a gut. Yeah. So I'm taking it they stuffed mushies got over the line? Yeah, I think they did get over the line just, but uh, the memories Love of th- those, some of the things we used to eat out of tins. Oh, there was no excuse for it. Back in the day, speaking of back in the day, we used to go uh, through the uh, the hills of Currumburra oh, hunting for, uh, for mushrooms. We'd take our dogs with us and you'd get ones that were the size of frisbees. Yeah. But, I mean, it must be said now, you've got to be very careful. Um, don't forage for your, your mushrooms. There's such a thing called the death cap mushroom, uh, and that can make you very, very ill. In fact, it can kill you. Where we are sitting now is where my parents used to take me mushrooming. Yeah. In the hills of Laverton yeah. or the flats of Laverton, we used to yeah. mushroom all the time. When there was a lot of vacant, um, yeah. a lot more vacant yeah. land. And there was cows and everything. And then. Uh, and did your ma then go home and for your dad, Phil, would she then cook them up in the fry pan with yep. lots of butter, those great 
big frisbee-sized mushrooms. Yep. Yeah, my yep. my dad loved those mushies on my toast. My dad would do the inspection of the bucket. Like you'd have the bucket <laughs> yeah. and you'd get to the – and you'd go, Kevin, bring your bucket over here. Right, and you go, yep, yep. No, mate, mate, that's a toadstool. Yeah. That's a to- now, have I, told you, have I told you not 100 times before? That's a toadstool. That goes. That'll make you sick, mate. Yeah. It's and very hard to from, tell sometimes yeah. too because uh, the ones with the pale um, underside. But I had a dog, uh, a little terrier called Stubby, and he was my mushroom-seeking – uh, dog, and he automatically could really? find any mushrooms within a 30-kilometre radius. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I always got the most mushrooms. That, that, that sense of delight when you stumbled across not just one, oh, no, but it's just like a, a, little, um, yeah, a, little a little, what field. do you call a collection of mushrooms? I guess it's a field, is it? A murder of mushrooms. No, not a murder. Well, some of them can A flock? Be. So, yeah, yeah, some of them can do that to you as well. A collection of mushrooms. Well, did you ever, because I, I didn't know anything about, when, when I'm talking about us mushrooming, I was probably eight <laughs> or nine or ten. Yeah, same here. When you get to kind of 20 and people start talking about magic mushrooms, you go, <laughs> What? And then, no. you, and then you live through the late 60s and early 70s and see what magic mushrooms actually mm. are. Mm. You go, holy dooly, how do we not find some of them in the paddocks at Laverton? Yeah, but you like would, many things of the past, now. it's probably not advisable now. You're best to <laughs> get them from your, uh, your supermarket. Don't forage uh, for them. But, gee, That's it was a lot only, of fun back then yeah. with the ice cream containers. The only thing now is that mushrooms at the supermarket, have, have, they've blanded them out a bit. When you, when you mm. actually go and buy them from somewhere else apart from the supermarket, you get much more flavour in them. Mm. You're funny too because you peel them and I don't think you need to peel them. <laughs> don't look around the room. Look you, at me. You have to wash them. You gotta no, wash you them. don't. Wa- Kevin, Kevin, no, Kevin, no, Kevin. No, no, no. You pat them down with you a wet. You never get them wet. You, you wipe them. You wipe them. That's what I mean. Pat them down or wipe them. Yeah, one of the two. No, you peel them. You don't have all the this Yes, stuff. you do. That's no, part you, of the flavour. In no, fact, when I worked in an Italian restaurant in uh, Inverloch, um, the um, – the, uh, You never got near the mushrooms. You were in charge of the olives. Oh, yeah, I was the olive pepper. <laughs> Let's not even go there because I wasn't very good behind the cash register. <laughs> However, my boss used to make a beautiful um, fettuccine dish with mushrooms at the end of the night and a cream sauce, and he said the most flavour came from the stalk, the mushroom stalk, which yeah. he would uh, he would chop up finely and I've put through the pasta. I've never tasted anything better than that. Yeah, no, mushrooms are beautiful. I, I, mm. I do like mushrooms. I like them a lot. Stop peeling them. Now, they're good for you too, aren't they? Haven't they got I some? Vitamin B12? Something. They've got something in them. <laughs> I don't know what it is. They taste good. They're, they're, at the end of the day, if it tastes good, you're just going to have a crack at it, aren't you? And you do make a beautiful uh, mushroom and wine and garlic dish, it must be said. Thank you, buddy. Velos, what Velastro. Is his name? Velastro. Uh, stole that off him. Cheeselinks.com.au. <laughs> that is the website to go to. Uh, all your Christmas present shopping is done, dusted, finished. Sure a yogurt is. maker, vouchers, workshops, equipment. You've got it all. You don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. You add the wine. Janet Teach yourself and the how to make links. a beautiful block of halloumi. Yes, absolutely. Cheeselinks.com.au. Or if you like, Give Janet a call. It's 52821984. But getting quick because, you know, it's nearly Christmas. Yes. 52821984. Cheeselinks.com.au. Thanks to uh, Annalise Gregory for being on the show. (laughs) Um, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I know it was a little dodgy with the quality, but uh, a girl's guide to hunting, fishing and wild cooking on SBS, 8.30 (laughs) on a Thursday night. She spears fish. Fantastic. She does. It's good. Uh, And I'll see you next time. You might. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. 
Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.